Hey friends! I hope you're all staying as safe and healthy and comfortable as possible, and that you're taking care of all the people and pets and plants that are important to you. If you're a dad, if you've got a dad in your life, if you in any way celebrate Father's Day and chose to do so this past weekend, I hope you had a great Father's Day. I am a dad. I had a great Father's Day. My wife and daughter gave me some of my favorite candy and a couple of funny Father's Day cards. I took my own dad out for breakfast. I went and I bought myself some comic books. I visited my mother. I took my dog to the dog park. My wife and I gave our dog a bath. My wife bought us ice cream for dinner. I wrote a review of the new Guar album. And uh, I watched a couple funny movies with my family. I had, a, I had a very nice Father's Day. Folks, you're listening to the People Are the Enemy podcast. I'm the host of the show. My name is Andy Mascola. There are no ads on this podcast, and there is no Patreon set up for it. The only thing I've ever asked of listeners of this show is if you love it and you like to help support it and myself monetarily and get yourself or the reader in your life some quality literature, please consider purchasing any or all of my novels. I'm the author of nine self-published books that are all currently available worldwide in both ebook and paperback formats via Amazon. If you don't use Amazon, you can find all nine of my stories in ebook format at Google Play. Just search my last name, which is spelled M-A-S-C-O-L-A. That's how you find my books on Google Play. If you prefer paperbacks but you don't use Amazon, you can find most of my novels at barnesandnoble.com. BN.com if you have no patience. If you've already purchased any or all of my books, thank you, thank you, thank you. I sincerely appreciate your generous patronage. And with all that out of the way, here's the quirky theme song. People are the enemy listeners. This is episode, what, 233, 234 of the People Are the Enemy podcast. I'm the host of the show. My name is Andy Mascola. It's good to be with you. It's good to have you along. Thank you so much for checking out the podcast. I'm, 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 I'm stretching time here in order to find out if this is episode 233 or episode 234. It's episode 233. It's after 10.30 p.m. on Father's Day evening. I am. I am tired. I've had a long day, as you can tell. I did a lot of things today, and uh, I didn't even bother to check to see which episode this this was. This is episode 233. I appreciate you listening. I'm going to keep my portion brief. That doesn't mean we don't have a lot of show for you today. We absolutely do, and that's part of the reason why I'm keeping my segment brief, because we only have so much time for the month, and there's one more Monday after this one. And I might have a guest. Now, I say I might have a guest. I, I'll i just say this. Okay, I'll put it this way. I, I booked somebody, but you know what? Anything can happen. So I, you know, so I say, 
so I'm not, uh, I'm not, uh, I don't want to jinx anything. How's that? Okay. Needless to say, I'm leaving time for the last Monday of this month because my intention is to speak with somebody that uh, you'll love. So I, I'm very excited to talk with this person. I'm not going to give anything away. If you want to know who it is early, then uh, follow follow the show on uh, Twitter, and uh, I will let you know this this coming Thursday. If, if again, if 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 something doesn't happen as planned, if God knows anything can happen in this world, this person may have a, another commitment. Something might come up in my life. Something might come up in their life, and the the interview may not happen. But uh, as of this moment, uh, my intention is to speak with this person for an episode that will air next Monday. Okay. And my intention also is to announce this guest this coming Thursday. So again, if you're on Twitter, follow the show there and you will be the first to know. Okay? As of right now, however, and however, I am going to hand things over to our friend Rachel from Des Moines with the Chart Chat. Take it away, Rachel. Thanks, Andy. Hello and welcome back to Rachel's Chart Chat for another week. Thanks to everyone who listened last week and the other weeks I've been doing this. I got some nice feedback from Crystal on the XTC song from a recent segment, and she recommended their album Skylarking, which I got a chance to listen to, and I really enjoyed. Especially that first track, Summer's Cauldron. Great stuff. So thanks to Crystal for your comment, as well as the album recommendation. Our 1970s chart this week is from June 9th of 1973, and this one was interesting because they kept ta talking, Casey kept mentioning how this one is tabulated by a computer and it's going to be all different. Um, and then it came to find out that the show that had actually been played was quite different from the final uh, chart that Billboard released for that week. There's a great site that I can link, which has PDFs of like the original script i wouldn't call it a script but it's like a list of the songs that are played in each chart as long as with the, like the commercial cuts and stuff like that um and so you can comp compare the differences and it seemed like the songs that had been on the chart longer had the biggest differentials between what was played on the air and what was officially listed for that week well let's get into the picks at number 94 we have the shy lights with a song called my heart just keeps on breaking and when I heard this one, I really thought this was like some kind of Spotify mix-up of like a country band with a song with the same name, uh, but it was them. And the reason I was confused is Shy Lights are an R&B group. They're known for hits like Oh Girl and Have You Seen Her. So this, as you can hear, it sounds quite different. And it really grew on me as I listened to it and I just kind of couldn't quit thinking about it. And I think their label did them a disservice by not putting pushing this as a country single. I think it could have done very well. Just love the instrumentation on this one. It only made it to number 92, unfortunately. At number 66, we have B.W. Stevenson with his cover of Three Dog Nights' Shambhala. And when I first heard this starting, I was like, I don't know about this one. But, it, uh, you know, the more I listened to it, I really liked how he interpreted the song and his voice and everything. And I really liked it. And I think it helps that Shambhala is a great song to begin with. The original version is on the chart this week at number 19. Uh, Stevenson's cover would only get to number 66. So where it is this week. I wanted to make a quick clarification. I've come to learn that the song Shambhala was written by a songwriter called Daniel Moore. And it was recorded independently by B.W. Stevenson and Three Dog Night. Stevenson's version actually came out a little bit before Three Dog Nights. Theirs just became bigger. I made an incorrect assumption, and I apologize for the misinformation. 
At number 48, we have Pink Floyd with Money, uh, obviously from Dark Side of the Moon. And I just wanted to include this because it's funny to think of any of the songs off of that as a single, just because we think of that as such a mighty album, I suppose. And, you know, you always hear about, oh, it was on the charts for 700 weeks or, you know, on the, the two, Billboard 200 album chart. Uh, there was a single edit at 3.59, and this song is notable for being in 7-4 time. So 7 beats to, to the measure. And I just, when I hear this one, it just kind of takes me back to, to high school when I was first getting into Big Pink Floyd. And oddly enough, I never had uh, Dark Side of the Moon. My dad had the record album, but for the CD, I bought their live album Pulse, uh, I think just because I was a cheapskate. And you could get Dark Side of the Moon essentially on one disc and then another disc of a bunch of other different Pink Floyd songs. At number 35, we have Gladys Knight and the Pips with Daddy Could Swear, I Declare. And this I'm including this one in honor of Father's Day because this song is simply about dads that like to curse. And she t- sings about he was building a picket fence in, the, in, the, in their yard and someone ran into it. Uh, and I read that Gladys Knight and her brother uh, co-write the song with Johnny Bristol. So maybe they had some experiences from growing up in the Knight household. Uh, and this was one of their last singles on Motown right before they left for the Buddha label. So happy Father's Day to all the dads out there and let out some expletives if you need to. And last one from the 70s this week is the group Bloodstone with their song Natural High. It's at number 30 this week and it would eventually make it to number 10. I included this one because I really like it. It's just got a really pleasant sound. And I think the name Bloodstown is funny and it kind of reminds me almost of Andy's show here, People Are the Enemy. The show is not uh, combative towards humans in any way and Bloodstone does not, the name does not fit with how the music sounds is what I'm saying. Uh, They have just so many beautiful harmonies in this song and a really nice message. Turning to the 80s, we are now uh, in June 14th of 1986. And starting off, we have a song called Mutual Surrender, in parentheses, What a Wonderful World, by Bourgeois Tag at number 97. And I picked this one because it sounds like it could be something that I might see and hear on VJ Big Suit's Twitch show. And when I read more about this one, I found that this song made it to number 62, and that the group is composed of two Americans it was named after, Brent Bourgeois and Larry Tag. And Brent was from New Orleans, which kind of explains the last name. And they met up in California and formed their band. And they also had Lyle Workman in the band. And this is very niche, but uh, he did worked on the soundtrack to Superbad uh, with Bootsy Collins. He did some really cool stuff on that soundtrack. I like it that a lot. But yeah, this this song it seemed like it just seemed like British all day long. That new, maybe New Romantic or something like that. But yeah, there's a couple American guys like Seals and Crofts. Bourgeois and Tag, but they just drop the and. It's cleaner, I guess. I don't know. At number 77, we have the man, Steve Winwood with Higher Love. Uh, and this also has Shaka Khan on vocals with him. And this was his first U.S. number one. It was pretty much his first number one with as a solo artist in, his, in any territory. And it also hit number one in New Zealand and Canada. And this also earned two Grammys, one for Record of the Year and one for Best Male Pop Vocal. And I I, I know I'm not introducing this to anyone. This is not truly not a hidden gem by any stretch of the imagination, but I really love it whenever I hear that little intro. It just makes me happy and a big fan of this one. At number 76, also with a great intro, is Michael McDonald's Sweet Freedom. This will go on to hit number seven. 
I was first introduced to this in the Beyond Yacht Rock web series. It's the theme song and it's also the subject of the final episode. And it's mainly known for being in the uh, Billy Crystal Gregory Hines movie Running Scared. And I recently watched that movie pretty much just because this song was in it and wanted to see what the movie was about. At number 71 is the song Say It, Say It by E.G. Daly. And if that name sounds familiar, it's because she's mainly known as a voice actress. She's portrayed the voices of Tommy Pickles and Babe from Pig in the City, as well as appearing in live-action roles in Pee-wee's Big Adventure, Valley Girl, and Better Off Dead. She did have somewhat of a singing career and she in the 80s and tried to kind of get it going again by appearing on The Voice in recent years. At number 67 is The Outfield with All the Love in the World. And this would make it to number 19. This was the third single from their debut album, and it came out after Your Love. It uh, didn't do quite as well as that, but it's also very enjoyable. I feel like I they have a really distinctive sound. I like this one for... I really like how they use the minor key sound on this one. At number 62 is Neil Diamond with Headed for the Future. And this would only make it to number 53, and this was actually his last uh, Hot 100 appearance. Uh, but Neil would continue to chart on the adult contemporary side of things. Um, I just love the attitude of calling your single and album headed for the future when you've been in the game for over 20 years. Um, obviously, he continued working as an artist and being successful. Just being on the adult contemporary doesn't mean you're not successful, but it's an odd choice, but good to listen to. At number 57, we have Jeffrey Osborne, who we heard from last week. This week it's You Should Be Mine, the Woo Woo song. And so this is another little uh, Father's Day mention. It's said uh, that his daughter asked him to sing the Woo Woo song, and so that is included in the title. Again, it says I have a citation needed, but it's kind of a sweet story. And this would make it to number 13. It's one of his more successful songs. At number 24 is Janet Jackson. Miss Jackson, If You're Nasty, and that is her song Nasty at number 24, would go on to be number three. And this is off her album Control, smash album for her. On side one alone, you've got Control, Nasty, and What Have You Done For Me Lately. Outstanding. Even more singles than that came from this album. And I can remember hearing Nasty on a Disney special DTV called Totally Mini, which came out in February of 88, which my family had taped off of television. And the last song from the 80s this week is No One Is To Blame by Howard Jones. It's at number 8 this week and would go on to be number 4. And that was his highest charting U.S. single. I just feel like, I, I feel like I'm trying to spread the word on this guy. Uh, obviously many people know him, but I just, whenever I hear his songs, I'm, I'm happy to hear them. And I sometimes I feel a little silly that I keep picking these same folks over and over. But this is just a really good one. A great uh, sound to it. Well, that's all for me this week. Thanks a lot. Back to you, Andy. Thank you, Rachel. Wonderful stuff there. My goodness. E.G. Daly had a hell of a mid-80s, huh? I mean, uh, starring in Pee-wee's Big Adventure. And then uh, I had no idea she'd had a, a hit that charted in 1986. Say it, say it. Very cool. And of course, I love to hear Howard Jones anytime I hear him included on these charts. is uh, is always always uh, brings back fond memories for me because I was such a huge fan of Howard Jones. And I think I'd mentioned this before, but I, I've seen Howard Jones, I think, at least three times. He came through southern New Hampshire. 
and I guess he'd had a pretty loyal following in southern New Hampshire of all places, and he played a small club here, and it was it was wonderful, and he was very, very kind, and uh, even, you know, would talk to fans after the show, and he'd always tell anecdotes in between songs that were always humorous. He was just a really personable uh, guy with an amazing voice and uh, and some some great great hits as you can as you can well tell. Well, well, that's not it for for today's show, folks. We we've got another segment from our friend Ta- Tommy Tallahassee. Yeah, he, he he put together he put together a game show with our friends Mary Jones, aka Mary from Lansdale, and her husband Dennis Ling. And uh, you may remember my interview with them from episode two hundred and twelve. Uh, where we talked about their podcast, Mary versus the Movies. Well, well, Tommy's going to play a game with them right now. He's going to play a game called Ted Cruz, Ted Kaczynski, or Ted the Bear. Here it is. Enjoy. That's right, everybody. We're going to play America's fastest-running game show, Ted Cruz, Ted Kaczynski, or Ted the Bear from the movie Ted. That's right. The U.S. Senator, the uh, Unabomber, or a talking bear a la ripoff of Teddy Ruxpin. All right. Our contestants today are Mary and Dennis from Lansdale, Pennsylvania. Mary and Dennis, how are you? We're good, man. How are you? I'm doing okay. That's my showbiz voice. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So the way this game is played is the way all our games are played. I'm going to read a quote from one of these three people. I guess you could say they're all men. Uh, yeah, Ted the Bear's a man, I guess. He has a... Is a it's Seth MacFarlane's voice. I guess so these three gentlemen. Uh, well, I wouldn't even saw two of them aren't even really gentlemen. All right. Well, either way, it's hard to describe. But uh, I'm gonna read a quote from one of them, and then you're gonna have to uh, tell me which it is. We don't do a guessing out. We just go one by one. So Mary will go first. Dennis, you'll go second, and uh, we'll go from there. So all right, are you ready to play the game? My yep. assistant yes, is scratching are. up my quote pages right now over here. Sabrina, leave my notes at all. All right. (laughs) Mary, your first quote is, We need to remain a nation that doesn't just welcome, but celebrates legal immigrants who come here to pursue the American dream. Uh, I'm going to... Boy, I I honestly am... I'm going to say Ted Cruz. That is correct. It is Ted Cruz. I thought it might be Ted the Bear for some reason. It, it, it's pretty close. All right. Let's see. Dennis, your quote is, I tell you what, I got your wife's pussy on my breath. <laughs> That's got to be a bear. That's right. That is Ted the Bear. Ted the Bear. Uh, this whole context of that is a store manager says to Ted, so you think you got it with takes? And Ted says, I'll tell you what I got. Your wife's pussy on my breath. The store manager says, nobody's ever talked to me like that before. And Ted says, that's because everyone's mouth is usually full of your wife's box. (laughs) (laughs) And then he gets hired at the grocery store. That is the the interview scene from the movie Ted. All right, Mary, your turn. All right. I can't do, I can do a Boston accent flawlessly, but I'm trying not to do it while I'm reading the Ted quotes, even though I very much want to, because they all sound much better. When you sound just like Seth MacMarlane. All right, Dennis. Or no, Mary, I'm sorry. The concept of mental health in our society is defined largely by the extent to which an individual behaves in accord with the needs of the system and so does and, and does so without showing signs of stress. Uh, 
that's Ted Kaczynski. That is Ted Kaczynski. That's correct. Very poignant. <laughs> Dennis, I made no two. Yeah. Dennis, your quote is, I will keep my word. My father fled Cuba, and I will fight to defend liberty because my family knows what it's like to lose it. <laughs> that sounds cruisy. That is Ted Cruz. You are correct. Mary, your question, or your quote, I'm sorry. I fucked her with a parsnip last week, and I sold the parsnip to a family of small, small, four small children. <laughs> Ted Cruz attempt that. I, I assume that is Ted the Bear. That is Ted the Bear. You're correct. <laughs> Dennis, your quote is, if you can punch through this wall, you really are Flash Gordon. Um, I'm going to go with Bear. Yeah, that's right. It's Ted the Bear. As you remember, Flash Gordon, the guy who played Flash Gordon, is in the movie Ted. Oh, really? The, the movie Flash Gordon? Uh, yeah, yeah. The uh, what's his name? Uh, Sam something. He's in the first Ted movie. It's uh, I don't recommend it unless you're really high and uh, love the collective works of Mark Wahlberg as I do. But I can't, I can't say that it's a good movie. <laughs> it's got everything you want. It's got a talking bear. Mark Wahlberg, uh, the short girl from that 70s show whose name I can't remember. Everything you need. Oh, oh Giovanni okay. Rabisi. <laughs> we all love Giovanni <laughs> Rabisi. <laughs> we, right. we definitely remember him. Yeah. 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 Do you remember when he was Vani Rabisi on My Two Dance? He was billed as Vani instead of Giovanni or Gio. He went as Vani Rabisi. Oh, yeah, he, he, God, I forgot about that. Yeah, they play that on Laugh all the time now, so I've... I've Frequently seen him and Dick Butkus. Uh, all right. Oh, I remember Dick Butkus on there. Yeah. Yeah, he ran the cafe downstairs. It's a weird mm -hmm. setup. The judge, yeah. the judge made the uh, child live with these two guys who they didn't do a DNA test to figure out who the actual father was. She lived in the building with them, and they all hung out downstairs in Dick Butkus's cafe with Vonnie Rabisi. And there was a second kid that they hung out with too, and I can't remember who he was, but he's also somebody famous. There's another like young actor that was. I can't remember who it was. Not Paul Reiser. And he was also on that show. All right. Uh, Mary, you're up, right? I think okay. so. Yeah. The big problem is that people don't believe a revolution is possible. And it is not possible precisely because they do not believe it is possible. Oh, that's got to be Kaczynski. That is Kaczynski. You're correct. All right. Should have been better. <laughs> Should have put these on one page instead of having to go back. Let's see. All right. Oh, no, that's not a... All right, here we go. Dennis. Sorry. All right, here we go. Of course I do, John. Thunder Buddies for life, remember? <laughs> I'm going to say bear. That's right, Ted the Bear. Everybody, none of these, no one's slipping up on any of these today. 
All right. Mary, meat hole? Yes. No, that's not right, is it? No, pudding hole. Is that what they say? No, that can't be right either because cause how can you have any pudding if you don't eat your meat, huh? Pink Floyd. Look, the point is you're blaming me for something that you did yourself. Lori was right about you. You cannot take responsibly, responsibility for anything that goes on in your life. You know, so here's the thing. You know, my gut says, oh, that's probably the bear. But boy, I could see Ted Cruz go rambling some sort of nonsense while trying to make a pop culture reference and just falling on his face. But I, I think I'm going to go with Ted the bear. You are correct. All right, Dennis. All right. Listen to yourself. What am I, Emperor Ming being contr be <laughs> controlling your mind? That's your choice, John. And you know what? By blaming me, you're just making yourself look like a pussy. Yeah, it's still bare. All right. My mother was born in Wilmington, Delaware. She's a U.S. citizen, so I'm a U.S. citizen. <laughs> okay, well, that's that's, uh, that's Ted Cruz, right? That is Ted Cruz. That's correct. All right, we got to try to find one that's, that's close. We can do any... Yeah, I thought it was Dr. Oz. Dennis, we can do anything we like as long as it is unimportant. Oh. That's actually a hard one. I'm going to say Kaczynski. Yeah, he's right. Damn. I was trying to trick you up on that one. Ah! That was Ted Kaczynski. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I would have said there. Yeah. That is more verbose than normal stuff. Yeah. The bear is very wise. Uh, Ted Cruz is not. All right. Mary. <laughs> The leftist yes. is an anti-individualistic. He is not the sort of person who has an inner sense of confidence in his own ability to solve his own problems and to satisfy his own needs. Uh, hmm. I'm going to say... I'm going to say Kaczynski. That's correct, Ted Kaczynski. But, oh. Right, we're going to have to like find a... Uh, a tiebreaker because these are actually hard because uh, that could have been Cruz, yeah. Except it was too um, literate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there wasn't there wasn't like any fire in it. All right, manifesto. Read my manifesto. I've written a manifesto. It's all in the manifesto. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll say Kaczynski. That is Kaczynski. Yeah, I really wanted you to read that manifesto. <laughs> All right. We're going to pause the recording right now because I need to find a tiebreaker question for you two uh, that's not in any of my things. So we'll be right back after a word from our sponsor, folks. And we're back. I hope you enjoyed that word from our sponsor, folks. Uh, we have a tie, so we are going to do a tiebreaker question. I'm going to read one quote. It is still by one of the th same three gentlemen. Uh, whoever gets it first, just uh, ring in with your name, and we'll go from there. All right. I'm going to read it. Hey, it must be weird for you guys having a doll up here on the stand with no kid pointing to where his uncle touched him. So, oh, me, Mary. Mary. Go ahead, Mary. Ted, the bear. That's right, that is from Ted, Ted 2. <laughs> Ted 2, the sequel to Ted, where you don't get the guy from uh, Flash Gordon, you get Tom Brady instead, which the joke around Tom Brady was pretty funny in that, but I don't like Tom Brady. Yeah, basically, oh. they, they go into Tom Brady's bedroom when he's sleeping because they're trying to steal Tom Brady's sperm. 
so that Ted's girlfriend, uh, Ted's girlfriend wants to have a baby, and he obviously can't because he's a stuffed bear that talks. But so they're gonna try to steal Tom Brady's sperm, and they like lift up his sheet, and they do, do the weird like gold effect where it's like shining from there. And I was like, all right, well, I'm like Tom Brady probably actually feels that way about himself, and his weird uh, making his son come in and give him a kiss on the lips while he's getting a massage <laughs> lifestyle that he's living over there. You guys seen that one? That video that he did. There's this video where yeah. yo, you have seen the Tom Brady one. Where he's like, oh yeah, so Tom Brady's like getting a massage and his son walks into the room and it's like they're videoing it and he's like, oh, come over and he makes him give him this weird like awkward kiss and I was like, all right, I only learned about it after I saw an episode of Family Guy because Peter was drunk and he's like, hey Chris, Chris, you come in here and give me one of them Tom Brady kisses. <laughs> but anyway, uh Thank you guys for playing. Do you have anything to plug? Mary, you are the champion. There is no prize other than, uh, you know, being great at a game. Well, uh, I think I just want to plug, uh, we have uh, we have our own podcast, Mary versus the Movies. You can get that anywhere podcasts are available. And we are uh, a band called Death Elf, D-E-T-H-E-L-F. And we are all on Bandcamp. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'd say that's about it. Nice. Is it... Uh, yeah, uh, the Mar- Married versus the Movies is a good show. I've listened to it a few times. Uh, uh, how did you guys like Vampire's Kiss? It sucked, right? <laughs> you know, what? it is one of the strangest performances I have ever seen in a movie. Yeah. I've never seen anything like it. I swear to God. Yeah, it's, it's very like the Texas Texas Chainsaw Massacre acting is what I thought when I saw that. Where I'm like, oh, it's like the two bad guys from Texas Chainsaw Massacre because they don't know how to act. So they were just told to be crazy, and they just go around saying and doing crazy things. Where you're like, "That's a choice. That's a it's a real choice you made." It's definitely a choice. Yeah, as I said, it's one of the strangest performances I've ever seen in a movie, and, and an accent that just kind of comes and goes. Yeah, yeah. yeah the accent sucks, and that is, yeah. As, as I said, I guess on Twitter, uh, he sounds like a Kevin McDonald character from Kids in the Hall. It's very weird. Well, he does that yeah. at, like that excited Kevin McDonald thing that he does, where he just like his voice goes up, and you can always tell when Kevin yeah. McDonald's going to say something because it's like back gets real straight. And then he does the. Woo! By the way, uh, it's, none of us are involved in the project, but if you guys haven't watched any of the new season of Kids in the Hall, you should get on it. It's very funny. It's available on Amazon Prime. Uh, that is a plug for nothing that uh, any of us have anything to do with whatsoever, other than um, one time Dave Foley retweeted. Uh, my podcast link because Tavy was on my podcast and it was nice of him. Did not give me one single extra viewer or uh, listener. Not not one. Not one person listened to it more than listened to the week before. But it was nice of him to do so. Those Canadian fellows are good. And uh, we'll see you in. Uh, well, I won't want to say next week because I don't do these consistently. So maybe in a month. All right. See you guys. Bye. Thank you, Tommy Tallahassee. That was a fun segment. Well played, Mary, and uh, well played, Dennis. Always good to hear from both of them, friends of the show. Thank you so much for contributing that segment, Tommy. Uh, yeah, I remember that awkward Tom Brady kiss between himself and his son. Uh, of course, like, the the New England news networks, or sports networks, carried it. And I, I think it was only awkward because his son gave him an innocent peck on the cheek initially, and then Tom Brady requested that his son come back and kiss him on the mouth. <laughs> It's like, okay, her. <laughs> Who knows, man? 
Everybody's different, I guess. Uh, anyway, uh, this has been episode 233 of the People Are the Enemy podcast. Our theme song is Walrus Love by Nokia Ocean. You can find that song and more at pizzapuppies.bandcamp.com. My name is Andy Mascola. You can purchase my novels via Amazon and other online book retailers in both paperback and ebook formats for as little as $1.99. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you, Tommy Tallahassee. Thank you, Rachel from Des Moines. We love you. Peace.